An MBA from a globally recognized and celebrated business school is achievable on your terms. Find your fit among the Kellogg School of Management's innovative portfolio of MBA programs, including one-year, two-year, part-time, joint degree, and executive options. Wherever you are in your career and your life, there's a Kellogg program designed to help you succeed. Visit kellogg.northwestern.edu MBA. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. From burnout and exhaustion to joy and fulfillment. Through the act of serving consciously, it's time to rediscover your passion. It's live with Elizabeth and guests on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Serving Consciously. And thank you for coming back for another conversation about what it means to be in conscious service. I really feel, and I've said this before, that our world is poised for breakthrough when it comes to how we serve each other. When I began this show, I was thinking about traditional service providers at the time, people involved in healthcare and social services, for example. And then I started to see how there were so many people experiencing this call to service uh, through alternative modalities like energy work or spiritual counseling, and also those who are called to serve loved ones in a different capacity because of illness or aging. Service is an energy that guides and influences our actions with each other. And I've come to realize that we really all are here to serve each other. And some of us are very aware of that calling and, in fact, ignited by it. As you know, there's a number of factors that can get in the way of joyful and conscious service, whether it's about budgets, overwork, or even limiting perspectives in our society about what it means to be of service. But I believe it's important for us to remember that we do have power to make adjustments, and we do have power to affect the systems and structures we find ourselves in. We have power to determine what is meaningful and fulfilling for ourselves as service providers in the world. You have something to contribute that only you can, and it's in your power to discover what that is and allow it to guide your particular style of service, and that's what these conversations are all about. Please plan to check out my website at servingconsciously.com. You can find resources there, previous episodes of Serving Consciously, and um, the ways that you can connect with me and stay in touch to learn more about any upcoming offerings or registration for online programs, so I'd love to see you there. So we are continuing with our commitment to self-love circles today, and Cindy Mackey is joining me again to share some wisdom and strategy around another aspect of self-love. Today, it's all about creativity and fun. So let me remind you again who Cindy is. Cindy Mackey is a life coach and intuitive who's absolutely passionate about her work. She's a heart-centered, positive thinker who offers doing what she loves to facilitate others in living a life filled with passion, fulfillment, and satisfaction. Cindy is interested in all kinds of things, but hands down her truest joy in life is to encourage and support people in finding and living their true authentic selves. As an intuitive and empath, she brings a unique body-mind-spirit approach to sessions with successful people who find themselves stuck or looking for answers in some area of their lives. Through coaching, energy work, or a combination of services, people, people create change on a deeper level in a meaningful and powerful way. They become unstuck and move forward in life led by passion and fueled with certainty for the future. 
Cindy is trained internationally in specialized coach training with Marsha Weeder, as well as co-active coaching through the Coaches Training Institute. She's a Reiki master and has many different healing modalities to draw upon, including her favorite modality, Novalite Therapy. Cindy received her certification in this modality in the beautiful setting of Maui and regards this gentle, life-affirming energy work as the most powerful and profound she has ever experienced. Welcome back, Cindy, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm, I'm uh, thrilled to be here. It's great. We've been having a lot of fun with these self-love circles. I just want to give a bit of a recap about what we've talked about in previous episodes. We talked about the importance of defining what self-love means to you personally. So having like a baseline or blueprint, so to speak, that identifies what self-love feels like and what it actually looks like, how it's expressed in our lives. We also talked about boundaries and how we set boundaries with others from a place of self-love. And we don't have to, to make other people wrong in order for us to do what's right for us. Boundaries with ourselves as far as how far we'll go with certain things how hard we might be on ourselves at times or how much negative self-talk we might listen to before we stop it. And then also boundaries that we might want to stretch or expand so that we can let in more love or let in more abundance. Last time we spoke about movement, meditation, and other body-based strategies that are expressions of self-love. Listening to our body's wisdom as guidance towards self-loving acts and how we can be grateful for that information and that wisdom. And now we're jumping into this role of creativity and fun as an aspect or an expression of self-love. So let's start with defining creativity. Cindy, what does creativity mean to you? Um, well, I think that's a great place to start for sure. And, um, you know, creativity means different things, obviously, to different people. But um, I think in the context of self-love, um, I, I want to kind of steer away from thinking, oh, I need to be able to be an artist or I need to be able to create a work of art or do a perfect dance or write a perfect book or do my poetry a certain kind of way. Um, right. You know, I, I also think that sometimes creativity is very spontaneous as well, too. So, you know, it's like what happens five minutes before the deadline arrives? <laughs> That's <creativity>. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and, and freedom as well, too, um, you know, for those of us who like to work under pressure. Um, another way that I've heard it expressed that I really identify with is when I allow my heart to express rather than my mind. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, and I think that's more where I'd like, I, I kind of want to go down that pathway with um, creativity and self-love. Um, so, so creativity or creative expression is probably another way to look at it as a, as a method of self-love. Because we all have beautiful, wonderful things inside of us that we want to let come out. And um, in doing so, that is really a great way to express self-love, like to, to feel our worth and, and be able to express what, what feels really powerful within us that we want to share with others. Or just put it out there and sing and, and there's no one around us. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like a baseline and what to start with it, at least. I love what you were saying about moving away from sort of the arts and crafts kind of definition of it, because I can remember for myself, too, for many years, you know, saying, oh, I'm not creative, like I can't even draw a stick figure. And sort of my definition was very much um, specific to what I could actually make with my hands or, or something that was expressed, like you said, in an artistic kind of way. But then I started to expand that definition and really started to realize, you know, we create, we're creating and co-creating our lives and our experiences all the time through what we're thinking, what, how we're speaking, what we're feeling, what we believe, the actions we take. So really we are creative beings 
just in our, you know, in the way, in our, in our existence. And, uh, and so I love what you were saying there about the expression of the heart, you know, and moving away from what's, you know, what our mind wants to, you know, put into the, <laughs> into the soup, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And really getting into that, that self-expression that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I think our mind, you know, kind of wants to take over sometimes and then maybe it's what we're expressing is not what we want it to be or that allows, you know, the doubt to come in and, and say, well, that's not creative or that's not good enough or no one's going to care about that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, and that the, those kinds of comments are not representing self-love. They're, they're you know, <laughs> they're taking away from that. So. Yeah, it's a barrier. And I love what you said, too, about the, the freedom. Like, there is really so much freedom and power in tuning in and tapping into that creative force with, within us, or coming from that heart-based perspective. And that has a lot to do with feeling self, self-loving, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. Because, you know, it, and that the more loving we are towards ourselves, and the more um, that we feel that, the, the the easier is there going the flow was going to be to allow that creative self-expression to put, th- put things out there and to be maybe a little bit more of a risk taker or, or even just being a little bit more adventurous than you normally would and you know speaking up in that meeting where where you usually stay silent or and then and you know having that opportunity and then getting really great feedback from people or even just people acknowledging which mm-hmm. makes us feel good yeah. And that really is, I love the way that you're just providing different examples of how we can be creative in our day to day life. Because I, and I think that you're hitting on something important there too, that sometimes we hold it back because we don't feel safe or we feel we're concerned about how it's going to be perceived by other people. But when we tune into that and, and sort of tap into that feeling of freedom and security, then it, you know, it just does become an expression of self and contributes to what, you know, what, whatever might be being created in that moment with other people, right? Yes, yes, that's right. So then you can join in together and, and um, then it becomes even more exciting or more interesting or, or, you know, you can get caught up in the flow of what's happening and, yeah. and, and uh, just be free with that. And, and, you know, it's, yeah, there, there are, there are no limits, I guess is what I'm trying to, <laughs> what I'm trying to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it really, when you think about connecting with other people in a creative way too, that's probably one of the essential ingredients as far as um, experiencing synergy, right? And where yes. things sort of, like you say, in the flow and they kind of take on a life of their own, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're all there sort of contributing to what's happening, but something greater is being created in the process. Yes. Yes, that's that's right. So what do you yeah. think, Cindy, about the role of imagination as a creative force? How how do you see that playing into creative expression? Well, I think it's it's important for that to be present for sure. And um and, and that's a, that's another area where some of us may may be blocked and say, Well, I really don't have any imagination whatsoever. Um <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I hear people say that, yet, you know, the, their actions show show something much different than that. So um, mm-hmm. imagination is is kind of like the um, the playground of creativity. <laughs> it's like, yes. Um, and uh, to, you know, to get better at that or experience it more in your life, I think daydreaming is a way to um, 
to kind of hone that skill, that imagination, like just daydreaming about, oh, you know, I'm I'm uh, having kind of a blue day today, and if I went on vacation somewhere, what would I really like to be doing, and where would I go, and who would I go with, and just allowing that imagination to kind of fill in the blanks. And, yes. Um, and then, you know, not really judging it. I mean, that's kind of, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that's where the fun part comes in as well, mm-hmm. too, because the fun kind of injects the freedom to like, yeah, what could, what what can I imagine here? Or what where could things go, um, you know, in the daydream? Uh, yes. And, and just kind of like, is there an outcome of some, you know, even an issue that you're having with someone that you're working with? Or, um, you know, how would you best like that to come come to fruition or how would you like it to turn out differently than you know if you're having kind of arguments or right like using the imagination like I could see myself you know I'm the queen sitting in my throne and oh my gosh here's the person I'm (laughs) arguing with is in her throne as well too so the two of us queens are going to have some kind of a discussion or a battle or who knows what you know yeah turtle race to see who's going to get be the best one or something I mean it just (laughs) It's, it's just an opportunity to, to let things flow and, and to, you know, put out negative energy that we might be feeling or uh, negative th- uh, thought patterns that we get caught up in or t- just, you know, a way to kind of take a breather from all that hard thinking that we do all the time to make things a certain way. Yes, because I think that's the beauty of imagination, isn't it, that we can direct you know, and really, we're using our imagination all the time. I know um, a while back I did a um, an episode on creative visualization mm-hmm. and going into that process, but where you really become very active, right? Because we are, you know, always having images and ideas and visualizations of certain things. Either we're replaying something that happened or we're imagining the future. And quite often we can use that imagination as a destructive force as opposed to a creative force where we're going in the direction of what if, you know, focused on our desires as opposed to what we're trying to avoid. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good and valid point that you bring up as well too, because I think our imaginations are kind of tuned into <laughs> negativity. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that just to me, I think that that's evidence, you know, if we think about being co-creators of our reality, you know, how often do we dread something or fear it or, you know, get mired in that negative thinking and then sort of see that validated in our experience? It just kind of, not that we've created it as human beings, the almighty human, you know, being, but uh, <laughs> that's yes. making things happen. But that because we're so attached to it within ourselves, then that is what we expect to see. And that is what we see, you know, even through our interpretation, even if something a little bit different is happening. So if we can use it that way, then we can certainly shift gears and use our imagination as a, as a creative force, um, you know, to start to experience things differently, to start to see outside of the box, to start moving in the directions of the things, you know, that we're hoping to bring into our lives. Yes, that's very well said. And I think that's really important. And, and, um, I would just quickly add in there as well too that you know to when we re- if we recognize that oh I'm being negative or I've just spent you know the last five minutes daydreaming about how terrible this situation is, um, you know it's an opportunity to to practice that self talk and and to be and and allow creativity to come in and maybe a little bit of fun and some imagination and like oh how could I turn this around in this moment yeah 
Yeah. Well, and that's a really good point, linking it back to boundaries and stuff. You know, once we sort of notice, so this is what's happening. I remember hearing, you know, and I think it was about, um, you know, for people who were struggling with insomnia or noticing mm. that every time they went to get into bed at night, then they started to worry about things or go yes. through their to-do list. And putting that boundary, and we could do it at any time of day, it doesn't have to be before bed, but when we notice that something is happening, um, that we are sort of on that hamster wheel of negativity and fear and doubt, to put a boundary around it and say, okay, this has kind of gripped me, I'm going to give this five minutes. And I'm yes. going to, you know, I'm going to let all of the worst case scenarios come up into my my mind and just acknowledge that they're there and practice some self-love in that process. And then I'm going to after five minutes, I'll set the timer, I'm going to shift gears, and I'm going to put my energy and my creativity into moving forward or moving beyond it, healing, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, yes, and then and to recognize, um, like, the steps, so it's, it's, you know, really, we can't go from, like, oh, I'm so angry about this, into, oh, I'm at yeah. this. Um, it's kind of like going up a ladder, I guess, you know, so yes. so I started out being angry. So maybe the next thing when I'm, you know, turning it around and being creative. Okay, so, you know, is there any grief in this? Like, where do, where do I feel or do I feel sadness mm-hmm. about this um, and explore that a little bit and, and, you know. Yeah, get creative with sort of digging down into it, using those powerful guiding questions like, what is this about? What is this telling me? What yeah. are my feelings telling me? Is is there something underneath it? Because I think, too, like when you mentioned, you know, how sometimes we can be angry about a situation. Anger, I've heard this before, is often one of the easier emotions to feel. It might not feel like it's easy when you're in it, but it's sort of anger sort of makes us think we expect to see an expression that's kind of outward and, you know, um, maybe aggressive and loud and gives us that space to kind of do that. But quite often underneath anger and a lot of our experiences their lies sadness or grief or some other form of fear right yes yes that's right and that and that's a very self-loving act to to recognize really having a strong reaction here so this and and to kind of keep do a process of what's behind this covering what that is and then what that you know and just staying open and and i think the creativity is is um, key or tool that we can use create a flow and see what happens and see goes without judgment or having to do absolutely you know I think this might be a good time before we dive into specifics around what happens in this self-love circle to take a little break so you're listening you're listening to serving consciously I'm your host Elizabeth Bishop and I'll be right back with Cindy Mackey part of your life mission to be of service to others? Making a difference in the world is a tall order. You are the resource when it comes to serving humanity. Beyond taking care of yourself, 
Learn to create self-connection in your life. Integrate who you are with what you do. You will find a source of inspiration and energy that surpasses your wildest imagination. Register for the Self-Connection Series at www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Look under Programs and Services for details. Are you a helping professional looking for inspiration, resources, and community? Visit socialworkhelper.com for relevant articles and learning opportunities. Connect with other difference makers in the world. Socialworkhelper.com Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and today Cindy Mackey is back um, leading us through uh, some more self-love circles. And today we're talking about creativity and fun. So, Cindy, can you give us an idea of what happens in this particular self-love circle when you focus on creativity and fun? Oh, super. Well, I think um, what what we do is uh, be really you know, I start like to start out the group by saying, you know what, this is about creativity and fun. So everybody like put your like uh, fun hats on or, you know, your thinking, take your thinking cap off and put on your the coolest awesome hat you, that you've ever had or one that you'd like to have or imagining. So start jumping right into imagination right away to set the, the, the stage for, yeah, this is going to be light and fun and we can just do whatever we want here. <laughs> And that usually gets people, you know, people are, are, I don't know if I want to say relieved, but they're like, you know, they're either like, oh, wow, I can hardly wait. Um, as if, you know, someone's just invited us to come out and play where we haven't heard that for years, probably. Um, right. And uh, or, you know, people are a little bit more like, oh, oh what's going to happen here? Am I going to have to perform? And I feel a little bit, <laughs> feel a little bit anxious <laughs> about it. But um Really, it's about maintaining the, the, a joyful place, a lighthearted place. And, um, you know, rather than start out by saying, okay, what's your definition of creativity at the beginning of the circle? We kind of do that more at the end so people can get a new, in, inject the new ideas that they've, they've exposed themselves to over, over the time of the circle. Um, and, and start out by saying, you know, what's the most creative thing that you imagine or not you imagine, but that, you, that you've seen in your lifetime, you know? When, when was a time that you felt really creative? And just give people an opportunity to share their experiences. And it's, it's, it's a really interesting synergy that happens because, you know, as people start to share, then you can see, like, light bulbs going on and other people's head, over other people's heads and eyes lighting up and people are excited to share. And, and um, it, it's, it's really a really nice experience for, mo- for most people. 
Could you give us some examples of, of some of the things that people have shared, of course, with, you know, without um, sharing too much, identifying well, for sure, information, for but sure. examples of what people experience? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be really happy to do that. Um, and I think one of the ways that we don't necessarily recognize as using creativity is when we have to do problem solving, you know, when we get ourselves in a in a pinch somehow and we can't, we don't know how what we're going to do about it sort of a thing, you know, like if you've... Um, like uh, one of the people was talking about they were going for a walk one day and um, they were taking a shortcut because they were you know, late to meet their friend. And during the course of taking the shortcut, they fell down and they scraped their knee and they were bleeding all over the place. <laughs> I mean, they weren't hurt that they couldn't walk, but it was just this really like, oh, my gosh, you know, <laughs> I just fell, fell down in the middle of nowhere and no one came to help me. And now I look like I've been, you know, rolling in the ditch on the way. <laughs> on the way on the way to this walk um so the idea around so the creativity part of it was just you know in as they were walking to meet their friend they were thinking about all these stories they could make up to talk about what had actually happened to them you know oh this tiger came out of the bush and just rolled me in the (laughs) rolled me around and this happened to me or um you know it was just it was actually it was taking a situation that could have been quite like embarrassing or um you know otherwise and and made it into this kind of fun like lighthearted, like oh my gosh what else could have happened to me you know um so that I mean that and that makes people laugh and 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 laughter is really great for being a de-stressor and just helping people relax and encouraging other people to share and and then even recognize within themselves hey I you know I I I had a similar experience and this is what I did and and I you know next time something happens to me like that maybe I'll think about doing things differently I love that and I really think I love that you touched on you know kind of the problem solving piece because I think that um that was something I wanted to bring up because I think um quite often as service providers and working with other people um we are helping people to problem solve, right? And helping people to work through challenges that they're having or we're seeing a problem and trying to figure out how are we going to help somebody, you know, resolve this? What are the resources and stuff? And we can get very stuck in our analytical, logical minds. But I love the idea of, you know, it's sort of like a reframing, right? So this this yeah. person fell down, hurt themselves, and it could have been a like, you know what, forget this, I'm just gonna go home now kind of thing. Or the alternative, like what this person did and started to say, well, you know, I could have a little bit of fun with this and I'm going to have to tell my friend about it. So what kinds of stories can I come up with? And I think we can do that with problem solving, too. We can really have, you know, whether sometimes we think of brainstorming being in a group of people, but we can brainstorm on our own. Like, what are all of the possible ways I could look at this? What are all of the possible options, again, without judgment, right? Without saying, yes. oh, it's never going to work, or I can't do that, or, you know, so-and-so won't let me, or whatever it might be. But um, really getting into just generating all of the ideas. And sometimes we can really be surprised at what comes out through that process, can't we? Oh, gosh, that that's for darn sure. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure that's how lots of things have been invented. <laughs> I'm sure. I am sure. And and I love what you were saying too, about the laughing and the, and the fun, like a, to me, you know, laughter most of the time is a really strong indicator that I'm having fun in the moment with something. Yes. And, yes, and laughter right. and fun are also an indicator to me that I'm listening to my heart. 
that my oh, heart is expressing during that time. So they, they can be such powerful, really basic cues that we can, you know, um, take from our own wisdom to, to know that we are on the path that that's best for us at that time. Right. Yes. Oh gosh. I, yeah. That's beautifully said, Elizabeth. Yeah. I really, really like that. So what else happens in the self-love circle around creativity? Uh, around creativity? Well, you know, certainly I don't want to um, exclude anyone that is, you know, artistic or does create things. Um, so we would also have that as part of our discussion, like who, you know, who likes to paint? Um, and, you know, it could be finger painting. It doesn't have to be, you know, a very skillful portrait of someone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's just like getting down and dirty and getting your hands in there or um, even working with clay and pottery. You know, if you're a tactile or kinesthetic person, it's really important to have that as an outlet and be creative. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And then, I mean, movement is another way to be creative as well, too. If if a person really likes music, um, they might find that putting music on and just moving around. And again, that's probably someone that's more tactile than not but um not necessarily so moving around and you know if i'm listening to my body and practicing self-love how does my arm want to move today (laughs) you know right where where does my foot want to go um so there's that part of it and then there's writing or even journaling i think is is um something that 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 can lead to create is a creative experience as well too so people will talk about doing that and and i think um a lot of people might have heard of Julia Cameron she wrote a book it's over 20 years ago you know the artist's way and in there she talks about the morning pages Uh, so writing three pages every morning of just whatever stuff is in your head Um, yeah and you know some people would say well that's not being creative but really what I think that does is is unplug (laughs) our mind Mm -hmm. so that we can be creative afterwards like all that stuff that we're thinking about you know oh I got to do laundry oh I got to go buy this for that birthday present and you know all that stuff that just it just wings around in our head over and over and over again all day long so if you get it out in absolutely a process like that then you've got lots of room you know there's more space there's some space in there to be creative um, I, I agree I agree it's like it's again like going underneath things right like we talked about going underneath the anger is going underneath those sort of surface thoughts I did morning pages for many many years wow. um, and that's that was almost always the experience is that it would start off with all of the, well, I should, 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 or I have to, have to, you know, all those kinds of things, the list making, et cetera, et cetera. And then suddenly that part would stop and, you know, almost like the automatic, automatic writing would come and, you know, whether it would be something I would necessarily share with somebody or not, um, it might not have been creative in that way, but it was creative for me because it was getting, more to the heart of things that were lying beneath the surface and, and leading to insights, you know, and awarenesses. Yeah. So to me, that is, that is a creative moment when we suddenly have the aha or the light bulb comes on, you know, cause I think anytime we can look at something from a different angle than what we're used to looking at it, we yes. are in creative mode, you know, that's, that's absolutely true because I think creativity, you know, if I was going to make a formula, it was going to be mathematical I would write creativity equals freedom yeah absolutely and it's and it's oh it's funny as it's a little bit difficult to talk about because we are you know so I mean we talked about some of the artistic expression of that and, and I like that you brought that up 
but also in the other um on the other end of the scale it's an intangible kind of energy so we have to get in touch with what what does creativity feel like inside of me and how you know how when do i know that i've sort of moved from the linear kind of logical mind and into my creative mind and what what does that feel like and that's going to be very subjective to people just like you know the yeah. expression of self love would be right Yes, yes, that's right. Um, but I, and I, I guess um, I, I really like the way that you're, um, you know, encapsulating that and, and pulling that in as it's, you know, it's how it's about how we feel, um, mm-hmm. because I, I, I think you know when we are using creativity and and we're doing it in a in a, you know, recognizing that well this is a self love practice because I think, you know, so many times I've I've spoken with people who have said, you know, I used to like to paint or I used to like to um, make flower bouquets or, or decorate the house. You know, there, <laughs> there's yeah. no limit on what the creativity is, but I'm so busy, I don't have time to do that anymore. And um, I think a, a self-love practice then to think about bringing in is to give ourselves time to do those things that we love to do, you know? Um, yes. uh, some people are fortunate and they get, you know, hours off to work for doing an exchange or something like that and it's almost it would be kind of a neat idea to think about oh you know maybe i could allow myself to go to the nursery in the in the uh, with a plant nursery is what i mean sorry greenhouse mm-hmm. um you know and just look at all the beautiful flowers and you know i've got two hours off work and i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna drive to the drive to the greenhouse and just go and look at all the beautiful flowers just for the sake of looking at them and having that yeah. experience yeah and appreciating the beauty of it Yes. You know, something dawned yes. to me when you were mentioning, probably because it was a personal little trigger for me, when you were mentioning, um, you know, how in the self-love circle, you don't want to completely avoid the artistic expression as well. And so people who might um, have some talent with painting or not, maybe not talent, but a desire to do that yes. painting or some kind of artistic expression. And it made me think about um, how for some of us, who don't see ourselves as artistically inclined, it can be very vulnerable to participate in those kinds of artistic expressions of creativity in a group of people. Like yes. I can remember um, taking a pottery class many years ago and uh, you know, <laughs> looking at my creations after, after they were up on the shelf with everybody else's and, and feeling as though I was back in kindergarten kind of oh, looking gosh. at my painting on the wall going, yeah, look at mine and look at everyone else's. So I think that even that kind of experience gives us an opportunity to practice self-love, to go into those kinds of expressions without that judgment and that criticism and the com- comparison, right? To other yes, yes. Because comparison is not, is, uh, you know, a cue. Oh, that's not self-loving when I'm comparing myself. And you're coming up with a negative kind of feeling about it. Absolutely. Because there's always going to be something that's better or something that's worse, right? And and either way, in comparison, we're totally in our ego brain, which has nothing really to do with our creative energy. I think creativity is really like a spiritual energy, again, um, where it's something that's happening that's kind of beyond us, right? It's coming through us, but it's kind of beyond us. Yes. Yeah, I I, I like that. And and to... um, you know, to recognize, oh, okay, so here comes the flow, and I'm going to allow it to to do whatever it does. Like when I was talking about the movement thing, it's just like, yeah, how's my arm going to move, or, you know, what color am I going to um, paint my kitchen, or, yeah, 
Yeah. I used to be afraid of that too. I used to be afraid to paint the wall or choose, choose a different color because I just, you know, couldn't trust myself at that point that it would be okay once I put it on the wall. And, you know, I finally got over that through the last renovation and we painted our walls all, all kinds of wild, bright colors during that time. Oh, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's progress, right? It is progress. And, and I think too, um, something that, that we can, um, look at that in terms of another opportunity to have a self-love practices you know every time you look at that wall and you think oh I just love that color I mean it's it really helps to reinforce that you know here I know how to make the surroundings around me or my environment around me make me feel good yeah for me yes that's a beautiful point that that when we do that just that you know desire to make our surroundings and where we live our home comfortable or luxurious in our own definition, that is an act of self-love. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So I want to ask you a question, Cindy, before we take another little break. How, sure. do, you, how do you experience your creativity? Oh, um, well, for me, I like to use movement and music. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes, um, I, well, I often will go out, when I'm outside in nature, I really feel like that's a, a place for me to be creative, you know, to, to really slow down. It's almost a mindfulness practice as well, too. But to really slow down and, and look at the colors of the leaves or to um, look at the view that's out in front of me and just really, you know, imagine myself like owning all of that. That's all mine and it's all. And that's an yeah. extension. And, 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 you know, in terms of the creativity is like, that's an extension of who I am. And I am, this isn't probably more spiritual than not, but, um, and I am part of all of that as well, too. And all this, you know, to recognize the beauty, um, that to me, the creativity part of that is just me recognizing that, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm part of that as well, too. Um, I'm not what you're talking about there too, and being able to appreciate beauty and to recognize your connection, you know, in nature or whatever it might be, is really an act of receptivity too, isn't it? Mm, yes, yes, to recognize that 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 is there to take in. Yeah, sure. and I think that state of receptivity really is connected to our ability to have, you know, ability to express creatively. Mm-hmm. or express our creativity to experience that it all sort of connects together doesn't it yes yes it does and and i mean um also other ways that i would um look at creativity for myself are you know like i write little notes to my friends and i send them a card every once in a while and um so i've got all these stickers like i'm i'm in the store like with the, in the kids department getting all these stickers for, <laughs> to put on <laughs> to put on my little notes and you know on the outside of the envelope i put a little smiley face or whatever um but to me that that brings me a lot of joy and that's that's you know uh, an, a creative expression from me like i'm so happy you're my friend i i want to take the time and the care to make this look pretty for you um yes there, I seem to get a, a huge amount of um, energy from doing that. Um, and I guess also, too, I mean, I would, years ago, I never would have called myself a creative person because I'm the stick drawer of people yeah. and, and those kinds of things. But, you know, um, the odd time I have gone out and, you know, been shopping and picked up something that was just this piece of something rather and then come home and 
put this with it and that with it and then oh boom boom that's creative or yes. certainly if I go to a trade show and I'm I've got um my my table that I want to decorate you know I'll pull go around the house and pull out you know, some dried flowers and what kind of color tablecloth do I want to use? And do I want to put some little blingy things on there? Like that's creative as well, too. Absolutely. It's not necessarily going to stay like it's not a, you know, a work of art that I'm going to put on my wall. It's, it's fleeting. And I think creativity can be fleeting and we don't need to hang on to it either because we can just make more of it tomorrow. Absolutely. I love that you said that. And, and I love that you're, you know, pointing out a bunch of different ways that people can experience their, their creativity. I know for me, um, I still don't feel a lot of um, creative energy around sort of the beautification <laughs> of mm. stuff. My sister is an amazing uh, artist in that capacity for sure. Mm. But my creativity, I really experience in um, moments of inspiration, intuition, you know, information that comes in, uh, taking the alternative perspective. And that just lights me right up. It might not be as tangible outside of me right away, but Mm -hmm. something that I find like what you said just makes you happy, makes you feel joyful and lights up your your heart. Um, I think to me are the characteristics of having that creative inspired moment you know and I really feel like you know when we when we put that together with problem solving which can often feel like oh my gosh you know uh, a harsh kind of experience there is nothing like that feeling when you have a breakthrough you know mm. oh gosh yes that's um, that's and that's creativity mm-hmm. that's yes it is creativity when you're, oh my gosh I didn't never thought of it that way or I didn't look at it from that perspective so I really want to encourage all of those you know, everyone listening, um, that there are a variety of different ways to express our, our creativity and, um, and to tap into it because it's something that is there for, for all of us as a resource. Yes, that's, that's, that's right. Let's take a quick break and come back and we've got to talk a little bit about fun here. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop. We'll be right back with Cindy Mackey. part of your life mission to be of service to others? Making a difference in the world is a tall order. You are the resource when it comes to serving humanity. Beyond taking care of yourself, learn to create self-connection in your life. Integrate who you are with what you do find a source of inspiration and energy that surpasses your wildest imagination. Register for the Self-Connection Series at www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Look under Programs and Services for details.
Are you a helping professional looking for inspiration, resources, and community? Visit socialworkhelper.com for relevant articles and learning opportunities. Connect with other difference makers in the world. Socialworkhelper.com Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop. You're listening to Serving Consciously. And today, Cindy Mackey and I have been talking about creativity um, as an expression of self-love, how to be more creative when it comes to loving ourselves and expressing that to ourselves. And we wanted to talk a bit about fun as well. So when you talk about fun in these in this aspect of the self-love circle, what kinds of things come up, Cindy? Oh, gosh. that You know, there again, it's a limitless kind of um, uh, venture to, to talk about fun because um, everyone has a different experience of it, and which is fantastic. Um, and certainly, I think a lot of the times, fun is associated with laughter. So as you said earlier, I'm laughing, I know that my heart's open and I'm feeling good. And, and that's, you know, that's an, you know, the state that, yes, let's, let's be in that fun place. Let's, let's have fun, let's laugh and enjoy our yes. lives. Yes, because fun, like when we're having fun, it's like a guide towards what's easy and what's graceful for us in the moment, right? Yes. Like it's, it's fun when things are easy and graceful. Oh, I, gosh. It, you know, it just feels light. And like you said, that energy of freedom, right? Oh, gosh. Yes, 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 yes. I, and I recall um, one day I was getting ready for work and I was kind of grumpy because I was tired or something like that. And uh, I had the radio playing in the background and that song by Cindy Lauper came on. It's called The Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And right. it just kicked me right into like this very expressive place. And I was, you know, all of a sudden I wasn't crabby anymore. And I was just like, hey, there's my theme song. And I was dancing around and, you know, instantaneously. So I think that um, fun, you know, is can be a trigger. Like, you know, oh, here here's a chance to just kind of get out of that place where you're at and go mm-hmm. into feeling good. You know, when I... Um, and, and I think every opportunity that we can have to infuse fun into things is, is, is a good opportunity and should be taken advantage of. I totally Um, agree. I think, you know, and we talked about this in one of our other conversations, Cindy, but quite often when we talk about creativity and fun, um, you use the word, it's often seen as fluff, quote unquote, Mm. right? So what do you think about that? Well, I think I think that's a matter of a perspective for sure. And some people's personalities are one that they they don't really laugh. You know, they don't know what that is, and and that's not been their experience of their life. They're very serious minded, and and that's okay. But it doesn't mean because they don't outwardly express laughter that they don't enjoy themselves. Yes. Um. So I think um, to around fun. Um, I guess there's different levels of fun. I'm not really sure, you know. I mean, how <laughs> how loose do you want to go with that? I mean, certainly when I think about people 
that have a sense of humor, I mean, they inject fun wherever they go, right? Where those are the yeah. people that you want to be around. We're like, oh, God, you know, here comes so and so. They they always have fun when they come around, or I'm always laughing when they come around, or they they lighten things up, you know. They they're not serious. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's seen sometimes. I know when I was doing my research too, there was um, one of the. Um, researchers that I had studied a little bit um, during that process was Donald Schoen, and he'd written books about Mm. the reflective practitioner and talked about, you know, the science of um, a profession, say, for example, so the science of being of service. So maybe that would be, you know, techniques and theories and best practices and approaches, those kinds of things. But then he also talked about the artistry, which was part of what would happen in a reflection, a self-reflective kind of process. Mm -hmm. And to me, when I think about artistry, I think about that being the creative expression, Mm -hmm. Um, that being the integration of, you know, who each service provider is at their core, like the expression of their, their soul and what is there to be offered. And, and sometimes that part is also seen as fluff. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I feel like that's where people have fun because, you know, as a service provider, you, we might be sitting there with, with individuals who are going through really challenging times and it's going to be hard, right. To say, oh, it's fun to sit there with somebody who's in the midst of a trauma or a tragedy that it doesn't usually feel like fun. Yes. Listening to that, to, to difficult stories, but I think we can still find the fun, the sense of fun. Because like you said, it's a subjectively defined thing, right? Like some people might think it's fun to jump out of a plane. Well, that uh-huh. wouldn't be fun to me. Like, <laughs> me either. It would be fun once I got on the ground and it was yes. over, but I wouldn't be having a lot of fun probably for a few days leading up to it <laughs> worrying about it. Yes. But it's, it's not that um, a, a difficult story is funny or fun to listen to or that we should inject humor in those moments Mm -hmm. but in I think in a global perspective when we know that the role that we're playing in service to others is coming from a place of inspiration and that it's something that we've received as a gift in our own lives that in itself is is a fun feeling to me when you know that you're contributing in a way that feels meaningful to you and has relevance and comes from a place of of inspiration, as I was saying. That to me is is fun. That's that's beautiful, and and having that experience and recognizing it, and and I'm also like what I'm gleaning from what you're sharing is that you're honoring that, you're honoring it, and and giving it um, a sense of reverence. And and fun is about lightening things up as well too. So that whole yeah. thing about honoring and recognizing the contribution and feeling good about doing that yeah is is is, um it's a nice nice reflection for sure well and i feel like it is again another way that we experience self-love right to honor those aspects of ourselves to enjoy it you know because fun like you were saying i mean sometimes it is about let's just have a great old belly laugh i mean i i think we all need a few of those every single day there's nothing like that you know um, but fun is experienced in different ways too, right? Like sometimes, yes. you know, again, it's subjective and personal. So sometimes when people, we might be thinking, oh, I'm having a great time here and somebody else might just be in agony. <laughs> yes, that, that, yes, that's right. <laughs> it's perspective, it's definitely perspective. Mm-hmm. And those those parts that might be seen as fluff are so vital. And I think that's a big part, um, a big factor 
that is so essential to sort of shifting paradigms when it comes to how service is provided, to be able to bring a lightness um, respectfully into the service that we're offering. Yes, that's right. And I, and I think it's another level of connecting with people as well. Too. Yes, yes. Very true. So, Cindy, how does plugging into our creativity actually help us feel better? Like, does it, does it have the capacity to enhance our sense of well-being in ways that we haven't already described today? Um, well, I definitely think that it can enhance our well-being. I, I have no doubt about that whatsoever. And, you know, in terms of science and, and uh, the medical world, I mean, they're starting to recognize now that people who do these fluff activities um, <laughs> are, you know, um, it helps with trauma, it helps with pain, um, it, it helps people to recover from um, illnesses um, more quickly. Um, it, it, they, they overall, like, it's like an overall solve for health and well-being. Like, it just, yeah. it coaxes things along where before, um, you know, it, a person might be like, oh, I'm in the hospital, I've got a broken leg, and I've got all these things wrong with me, and this is so terrible. And then, I mean, they certainly ha have introduced um, animals into the hospital, so people can kind of like, oh, you know, take a little bit of a breather, and certainly yes. um, being creative, like in terms of um, doing art therapy and things like that, um, that's been around for a number of years as well, too, and it really does help people to express. I mean, another creative way to have fun and to lighten things up maybe not when a person's in the hospital but I mean um, I've always been a fan of puppet shows I, yeah. I don't know why but um, you know I have a friend that loves to play and have fun and she's got like about 10 different puppets and um, oh wow we're just fooling around one day you know each getting a puppet and having this conversation which was just silly but I mean we, we could not stop laughing it but we I mean, it was so, such an endorphin, you know, that release yes. happiness from like just laughing at the silliest, silliest things. It's cathartic, eh? Yeah, well, cathartic was, is a good word, yeah. And I was just wondering when you were just sort of explaining that piece too, I was thinking about times that, you know, where, like I just recently went back to yoga again. So it, it was sort of like an intuitive impulse that maybe my body needed that, you know, I'm often stiff and tight in different places and maybe I needed to return to that. And then I find in the stillness of that practice, different things will pop in, like different awarenesses, different aha moments, just acceptance on different levels around things that might be happening in my life. And I thought, you know, because when you do a practice like yoga or something like that, or even different self-connection kinds of strategies, I think the, the goal is, and, and the idea is that we're going to tap into sort of the parasympathetic nervous system where when we're trying so hard to logically, you know, overanalyze or overthink something, we are igniting our sympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. right? So we're igniting the stress response in that desire to think it into, you know, <laughs> into mm -hmm. existence. Yeah. Or yes. And that maybe some of these other strategies that really, you know, move us into our creative brain are a way for us to move into a relaxation mode and then look at what comes up. Like I think what you said earlier about, you know, inventions and innovation comes through that process, through that mm. quieter process, that relaxed process, that open and fun process as well. Oh, yes, I, I agree with you for that. 
on that for sure too. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun <laughs> talking to you Yay! today about creativity. As always, fun to talk with you, Cindy. And I'm so happy that you were here. And I just want to remind everyone that you can find Cindy on Facebook and you just go through the pathway True Vision Coaching or Cindy's email is truevisioncindy at gmail.com. Is there anything on the horizon you want to let listeners know about, Cindy? Um, well, I, in the new year, I'm going to be offering, uh, it'll be an in-person workshop and I live in uh, Kelowna, but um, I'm going to do uh, my year of self-love. So it's uh, probably happening in February and uh, it's about collecting up what happened in 2018 and moving forward into 2019 with the practice of self-love. Oh, I love that. <laughs> no pun intended there. <laughs> that sounds like it'll be a beautiful workshop. And I know that uh, if people connect with you through your website there, they'll they'll be able to learn more about that and the timing of that event when it comes closer. Great. Thank you very much. And as always, everyone, you can um, find information at servingconsciously.com and the replay of this episode and all of the previous episodes of Serving Consciously, including all of the self-love circles that Cindy and I have done together are on that website as well, just under radio. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. I'm so happy that you took time out of your day to join us again for another episode of Serving Consciously. And I will look forward to speaking with you next time. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop. You've been listening to Serving Consciously, and I wish you all a beautiful day. Thank you. You've been listening to Serving Consciously with your host, Elizabeth Bishop. Consciously create your approach to work. Visit www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Join us on every second and fourth Friday at noon to continue rediscovering your passion. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there were over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Did someone say brunch? Leave the egg hunting to the kids. We'll have even more fun hunting for your brilliant brunch Riesling. Ham's sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit. How about a juicy Pinot Noir? Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there were over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Did someone say brunch? Leave the egg hunting to the kids. We'll have even more fun hunting for your brilliant brunch Riesling. Ham's sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit. How about a juicy Pinot Noir? Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Cheers!